uh, the Lord's given me assignment to minister to you on Sunday mornings about him, the Holy Ghost. Are you grateful for the Father? Are you grateful for the Son? But there is the third person of the Trinity called the Holy Ghost. And I had a friend of mine say, well, why do you say Holy Ghost? And said, the correct term today is Holy Spirit. Well, I just know him as the Holy Ghost. That's how I know him. That's a King James word, but that's who he is to me, Holy Ghost. And so um, I want to introduce and make sure you know who he is. Because I think um, there, there has been, and I don't like to preach against something, so understand what I'm about to say. There has been in the modern church in the United States of America over the last 15 years a pulling away from the things of the Spirit in order to make the people comfortable. And what they thought they would do is they thought they would tone everything down and make it uh, comfortable for seekers who have never come into the things of God to be comfortable and things change. But what happened is this, is if you tell the Holy Ghost he can't be the Holy Ghost, then you're creating a problem. You're creating a dry church. This is what I know. They went forth and preached everywhere. So anytime you preach the word of God, the, the word that God has given you, the Holy Ghost stands ready to confirm his word. Are you with me? And so a, a lot of times, though, what people think of a Holy Ghost church. Now, I grew up in a, a Methodist uh, church, and so we didn't know nothing about no Holy Ghost. Um, I barely knew anything. And so um, I didn't know when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, there must uh, my, my dad's side of the family, there was some Pentecost in them. No, I mean the real Pentecost. And my best friend in high school, uh, he was a Pentecostal. And so there was some Pentecostal in me. And if that word makes you nervous, it just means uh, they believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the speaking in other tongues. And I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost. And Cornerstone Word of Life Church, we are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and we speak in other tongues. Amen. Because it's scriptural. Jesus is the one who said believers should. He didn't say believers could. It says believers should speak in other tongues. They ought to get baptized. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. So all that is, so over this next few months or however long it takes, I'm going to be talking to you about the Holy Ghost. I'm going to be talking to you about the Holy Ghost because it's time to give him his place in the church. Amen. The Lord Jesus is coming for a glorious church. What is the glory? It's the manifest presence of the Holy Ghost. So if the Lord is coming for a glorious church, you and I were born at the right time. No, I've come to the kingdom at such a time as this because I'm about to experience the glory of God, something I've preached on for 30-some years. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. I'm expecting. But see, a lot of times the reason that people, and I understand their intent, is they want people to feel comfortable. But I, I'm grateful for you, and I love you, I adore you, but you're not my concern first. I'm here to make God comfortable. Well, you got to be careful. No, you got to be scriptural. <laughs> careful can be a human thing. Well, Pastor Mark, there's a lot of out of order. Oh, I know. And we've dealt with some over the year, but we, we're able to put them back in order. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we're not afraid of God, not afraid of the Holy Ghost. So if I teach you correctly, so this is the deal. So most, a lot of the church is untaught in who the Holy Ghost is and what he does. Now, Holy Ghost Church does not always mean every Sunday we're going to be running around the rooms. 
And if we had chandeliers, uh, which I wouldn't want you to swing from, but that doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean rolling around on the floor all the time. It doesn't mean there's always a laying hands on service. He's very diverse, very different. How many of you know around here at Cornerstone, we like those kind of meetings? We do, but we don't force those kind of meetings. Amen? Because just like the nine manifestations of the Spirit are given as he wills, you can't make the Holy Ghost do anything based on your physical whatever. So I can jump up and down and try to have Holy Ghost Church, but all that is is me exercising. That doesn't bring him. I can twirl, which I don't mind doing some things in the natural, but me twirling around, suddenly the Holy Ghost is not going to come on me and have Holy Ghost Church. The Holy Ghost comes for words. He inhabits the praises, which means what? Word. So if we want the Holy Ghost in the room, we got to do it scriptural. But it doesn't mean, Holy Ghost Church doesn't mean everybody's always running around. And it sure doesn't mean everybody going around prophesying to one another. See, a lot of that stuff, sensible people like me and you back away from because we've seen the excess. But you know what? I I say it all the time. Um, People have killed people driving a car, but I'm not going to walk. I'm going to drive my car. Just because somebody didn't know how to use the car properly doesn't mean that I'm not going to use mine. Another one I always give you, you know, a little cologne is good, but an overuse or abuse of it, you know, in an elevator is really hard for the rest of us. But that doesn't mean you can't use it. And along with it, in those kind of things, you know, I don't know uh, what, what's popular. I mean, the, the term Gucci or Prada or whatever you ladies know about that, I don't know. But how many of you know there's also fake Gucci? And so with the Holy Ghost, but see, there's a real and there's a fake. I'm after the real. Y'all with me? We're after the real. How do you get the real? Study the word. Amen? So we're going to start out simple today. We're going to find out who he, the Holy Ghost, is. The more you know him, the easier it is for you to cooperate with him, individually and corporately. See, if I can get you individually to know him, get him activated in your life, then when we gather together, he's more able to manifest himself in our midst. And then also, when someone walks through these doors with a need, they they, they don't want to live anymore. Their marriage is broke. Their life is broke. They're backslidden. They've never been saved. They're wandering in life. Then we can create an atmosphere that God can minister to them. Amen. It doesn't have to be uh, running around the room for it to be Holy Ghost. But don't you misunderstand me. If the Holy Ghost wants to run, I'll be following him. Amen. If he wants to laugh, I'll be laughing with him. But if he wants me to drop on my face, I'll be praying with him. If he wants me to sit in silence, I'll sit there in reverence to him. Amen? So many ways. So listen. So uh, John chapter 14, verse 16, John 14, 26, John 15, 26, and John 16, 7. Let's just look at John 14, 16. John 14. I will pray the Father, Jesus is talking, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. So Jesus, you see the Trinity right here in this verse, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. There is a Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And so I will pray, Jesus said, so Jesus is not praying to himself, he's praying to the Father. You can't pray to yourself. Jesus is the Son of God. He's praying to the Father. And he said, I'm gonna give you another. The word another means one just like me. 
And I'm going to give you a comforter, that word comforter. And some of you who have been through my Bible Institute, and if you haven't been through Bible Institute, I don't know what you're waiting on. But uh, it, it, the word comforter there, y'all good, is parakletos. Everybody say parakletos. I didn't say parakletos. I said parakletos. Par, par, so what does that mean? It's a sevenfold meaning of who the Holy Ghost is. So if you get to know him and know what he does, then you can work with him. You can be led by him. You can, you can walk with him as he wants to manifest in your life individually and in your life as a church. So number one, he's parakletos. What does it mean? Number one, he's a comforter. What King James translated. What is a comforter? Someone who comes to comfort you. How we know that God is the God of all comfort. So the Holy Ghost, when you're going through something, he will come and comfort you. He will come to help you. So he's a comforter. Number two, what he does is he's a counselor. If you know who the Holy Ghost is and what the Holy Ghost does, then you can work with him. He will counsel you. Listen, there's a lot of people who need a lot of counseling. And I'm not opposed to giving anybody biblical counseling. But if you can learn how to let the Holy Ghost counsel you, if you can let the Holy Ghost direct you in the decisions of your life, don't leave him out of your career. Don't leave him out of your family. Don't leave him out of when you're going to go buy a car, you're going to go buy a house. Don't leave him out of anything in your life. He will counsel you. He will give you uh, the ability to make great decisions in your life. Amen. He is your counselor. Number three, what parakletos means is he's a helper. Thank God the Holy Ghost is right there to help you. He will help you through the situations of your life. During good times, during bad times, he will help you. Number four, he is an advocate. What is an advocate? An advocate is an attorney, one who stands on behalf of another. Um, the word parakletos, is, 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 it means it's like a court justice system, a legal assistant to counsel the defense. An advocate then generally is one who pleads somebody else's case. So the Holy Ghost, when you learn to pray with him, when you learn to pray in the Holy Ghost, and he began to advocate for you. What does that mean? Uh, he stands with you against, together standing against something. He will He's your advocate. Jesus is our advocate. And then the fifth one is he's an intercessor, similar to advocate, but one who pleads the case on behalf of another. When you don't know what you ought to pray for, you ought to be able to be, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you pray in other tongues, that, that advocate, that um intercessor will kick in and he will, will help you in every area of your life. Number five, six is he's a strengthener. Thank God. Are you grateful for the strength of God? The Holy Ghost on the inside of you, the parakletos, will strengthen you. And number seven, he's your standby. <laughs> what does that mean? He's always standing by, ready to kick in when you need some help. He's always standing by. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. So those are some things, the word parakletos. What am I saying? I'm saying if I get to know him in even the simplest form, because if you want to, what is the Holy Ghost church? Well, I, I want to know how the Holy Ghost manifests. The, the reason that a lot of people don't get to that place is they don't know him. The Holy Ghost is a person. Number one, he's not an it. He's a person. And you can grieve him. You can offend him. But if you know who he is and what he likes... And what he does, then you can work with him better. And if you can do that individually, then when we gather together corporately, all of us knowing and growing. I've walked with the Spirit of God. I've known the Lord for a very long time, but he's still teaching me things. He, he's helping me walk through some things.
You never get too big in your britches that the Holy Ghost don't need to help you. Amen. He'll help you. Don't exclude him from anything. Don't exclude him from your business. Don't exclude him from raising your children. He's a parakletos. He, 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 he knows everything. So what does it mean? What are some things? Let's look at John 14. Uh, let's look at verses 16 through 17. Just going to build a foundation. Uh, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth. Getting a little more revelation of who he is. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. All right, let's stop here. Those that are not born again cannot know the spirit of truth. You have to get born again first before you know him. Whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not. They don't know him, but you know him. Everybody say, I know him. I know. See, it's just like when I teach on how to be led by the spirit of God. People say, well, you got to learn the voice of God. No, the Bible says you know the voice of God. Well, that's just picky. No, it's not. Because if you convince yourself you've got to learn something instead of I know something, because you know it. And, and you, you um, because it sees not, neither knows him, but you know him. Everybody say, I know him. I know him. Why, how do, I know him. How do I know him? Well, I may not figure that out with my mind, but I know him. I know him. He dwells in me. He lives in me. I know him. He lives in me. He changed my life. The Holy Ghost moved on the inside of me and changed me. Hallelujah. He lives in me. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. I know him. I know him. I know him. I know this is simple, but don't let it be too simple. I know him. I know him. I know him. A lot of times people are afraid of the unknown. You don't have to be afraid of the Holy Ghost because you know him. Well, I'm, I don't understand all these things that sometimes you all do around here. I don't understand the rejoicing. I don't understand the, the, the jumping up and down. I don't understand. Well, guess what? If you know him, you know him, all that stuff will, will make sense to you because you know him. And you know, even if you don't understand something, you can know in your heart whether it's God or not. Amen. And you can know when it's not God. It's just somebody's flesh. Acting up. Hallelujah. And that's a lot of times the reason that people want to pull away from the things of God and things of the Holy Ghost is because they've seen too much flesh in church. Well, I know that's not real. Well, if it's not real, there is something real that's similar. They just don't know how to get there. But we're going to get there together. I said we're going to get there together. Everybody say it again. I know him. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know him. Hallelujah. So let's look at some things. If we're looking at who the Holy Ghost is, what does he do? So let's look at John's gospel. John's gospel, chapter number 16. How be it when the, the spirit of truth is come. There he is called the spirit of truth again. And we're going to get into that. But when the, John 16, 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will do what? He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. The Holy Ghost always points to Jesus, always points to the word. That's one of the ways you know it's the Holy Ghost. He doesn't draw attention to himself. And if a person is yielding to the Holy Ghost, it shouldn't draw attention to them. It should draw attention to Jesus. Let that sink in. 
If it's really the Holy Ghost, it will inspire other people to look to Jesus. But if it's just you, it will inspire people to look at you. But we don't want that. Amen? He's going to guide us into all truth and not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So one of the things about the Holy Ghost that I love the most is I don't have to be in the dark. You know, uh, what, what does tomorrow hold from me? What, what does my life look like tomorrow? Uh, what is the, even what is the enemy going to try to do to me? I can know. He said, I don't even have to be a prophet. I don't have to be called to the ministry in order to this last part. He will show the Amplified Classic says, declare, disclose, and transmit. Declare, disclose. It's like insider trading that's illegal except in the spirit. Let me clarify. I've never done any insider trading. I'm never going to do it. But I know things. How can you know something? In the natural, people know things, uh, and then they do something. But in the spirit, you can know things, what are to come, and you can prepare. You can prepare. And you don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to hear a prophecy. Thank God for those things. Not going to diminish those things. Thank God for those things. But I'm not waiting on those things. Because I know the Holy Ghost. He's the spirit of truth. And he will show me, declare to me what's going on. Transmit it to me. Declare, disclose it. So that means it's something secret. How many know your future is, uh, you don't know what it is. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 says, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you pray out mysteries. God wants you to know what's coming. Can you know what's coming? What are we talking about? Who is the Holy Ghost? He's the parakletos. He's the comforter. He's the counselor, he's the advocate, he's the intercessor, he's the standby. What does he do? Well, number one, the world doesn't know him. That's why they don't understand us. You're never going to get someone who is not born again to agree with you on how you think and how you talk and what you believe. Quit trying. Quit trying. But be who God has called you to be. Stand up for what the word of God says. You don't have to be obnoxious. You don't have to be belligerent. You don't have to fight everybody. But don't let anybody um, uh, conform you to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the Holy Ghost is the transformer. He will show you what's coming. And when you know what's coming, you can prepare for it. When you know what's coming, you can prepare for it. When you know what's coming, you can, you don't, in other words, you can begin to exercise your faith. You can begin to know what is on the horizon. You can know what's on the tomorrow. You can know about your future because the Spirit of God will reveal it to you. He is the one who lets you know what is to come. I don't know how this is, but most believers are just as surprised as everybody else when stuff happens. We need to quit that. We need to know. Well, I I can't know. No, he said he'll show you. See, for me, it's the opposite. When something happens that takes me off guard, I'm like, well, Lord, was I not listening? Did you try to show me? I mean, I I, I make this reference all the time. Um, But I'm very strong on this. And the Lord will help you. 
um, back, you know, is a long time, but this is the example that comes up, 9-11. Um, I had been praying for a couple years on some stuff, and when 9-11 happened, I'll just be real honest, we were over at the A-frame. Um, I went up to the front, and I opened the door to pray, and I just said, Lord, I'm just kind of not real happy about this. I thought we were friends. That's what I said to him. That's how I started my conversation. So I thought we were friends. Because how many know that God told Abraham what was coming? Why? And he was a friend of God. Pastor Mark, that's pretty bold. You ought to be a friend of God. Come on. Is he a close friend to you? Well, if you are hanging out with the world, then you're not his friend. That's another story. Are you all right? Hallelujah. So I, that's how I started. Lord, I thought we were friends. And then he told me, he's like, well, uh, I've been getting, <laughs> I've been talking to you about it for a year and a half. And then he, he's, he, he, <laughs> he told me everything he told me. I'm like, oh, I just didn't understand it. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean he didn't tell you. He will show you things to come. And when you're getting stuff, the mistake I made is what do I do about it? That's the mistake I made. And things in my life. When I, the Lord was showing me, but I didn't ask the next question. What do I do about this? What do I do about this? So the, who, who is the Holy Ghost? He shows you things to come. Are you grateful for that? Believe for that. Believe for that. He will show you. If you know him, then you can expect that. He will show you things to come. Number two, John 14, 26. I like talking about him. John 14, 26, but the comforter, the parakletos, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and he will bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I've said to you. Um, thank God the Holy Ghost will bring things to your remembrance. Number one, he's going to bring the word of God to your remembrance. And he can't bring something to remembrance that you don't have membered. You don't have to put it in you. But when you need it, it'll come up out of you. And it doesn't always have to come up in King James. And sometimes I, it's good to know the address of something, but what you need more than that is the word coming up in you. And he will bring it to your remembrance. What, what, is, what works in the moment, he will bring it up to you. He will bring it to your remembrance. But not only that, how many know the Holy Ghost knows everything? Everything. I tell this story all the time, but um, uh, I, I mean, he'll help you find things you lost. Um, he knows where it's at. Um, we're currently working on one. Pastor Rhonda has lost her preaching Bible of 30 years. Yeah, it's got a stingray case on it. If anybody's seen it, please bring it back. Um, uh, so I've asked the Holy Ghost to reveal to us where it is. Um, we were frantically searching for it. But it always reminds me of uh, Mama Christine. Um, dear me, that woman lost more stuff. This is a spiritual mother of mine, a friend. She moved here, um, and uh, she was with us for years. She was always losing her keys. And then she would just pray, Lord, where are they? And one time I said, Lord, just teach her a lesson. Don't tell her. Because she's always losing them. But she always found them. She believed in it so much. When we were students together in Tulsa at Bible school, someone came and stole her car. 
Oh my gosh, that thing was a beat up, what was it, a Grand Prix? No, Monte Carlo, I think it was. Just held together by rubber bands and it was, it got her where she needed to go. And somebody stole it. And we were just learning faith and what am I talking about? He'll bring things to your remembrance. He can bring lost things back. And so she said, Mark, agree with me that my car will come back with a full tank of gas. She says, somebody took it out for a joyride, but believe with me that it'll come back with a full tank of gas. So I said, all right, I can do that. So we prayed, and it came back with a full tank of gas. Later on, we decided, why didn't we just believe for a new car? <laughs> he will bring things back, and he brings things to your remembrance. He knows where everything is. And most, that's good, but the most important thing is, Though, um, you, he'll bring things that he's spoken back to you. Now, when he speaks, write them down, but he, he can bring it back to you. He brings things to your remembrance. So, number one, he'll show you things to come. Who is the Holy Ghost? He, he's the de declarer, the discloser, the transmitter of things that are to come. Number two, he'll bring things back to your remembrance. Number three... Back to John uh, 14 and 26, it says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you. Who is the greatest teacher? It's the Holy Ghost. Really, I think we have to be very careful, and I'm going to get into some other things probably later. I mean, the Bible says in 1 John 2 and 20 and 27, it's the anointing, which is the Holy Ghost, shall teach you all things. You don't need a man to teach you. But we know if you put that in line with the scripture, he did give fivefold ministry gifts, apostles, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, for the edifying, for the building up of the body of Christ. So he's not saying you don't need a human teacher. But if you have a human teacher that doesn't teach by the Holy Ghost, you should get rid of that teacher. I'll say it again. If you have a human teacher, even if they're trying to teach the word, and they are not teaching by the Holy Ghost, get rid of that teacher. Because they're just doing it mind to mind. Which will have some limited effect if it's the word of God. But the highest and the best is the Holy Ghost is the teacher. One of the things I always pray for you is when I minister, I want the Holy Ghost to take the word of God and divide it to you and teach you where you're at. One of the greatest thrills for me as a minister is when someone comes up to me and they tell me what they got out of the message. Now, we don't, have, we don't get to do that as much as we used to, but it used to amuse me and have five people come up and tell me, someone even say, you said, and I was like, you know what, that's really great, but I didn't say that. That's truth, but I didn't say that. The Holy Ghost said that to you, and it became revelation to you. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is the teacher. And it's amazing to me out of a message how the Holy Ghost divides severally because he's the great teacher. He teaches you where you're at. But you see, if you don't have that uh, atmosphere, if you don't have that availability, then it's just mind to mind. It's just personality to mind. Lord, get our personality out of it. So that the Holy Ghost can be the Holy Ghost and he can teach you where you're at. And so he can take a message, and I pray this all the time, because I got people that were born again last week, and I got people who've been serving God even longer than I've been alive. And so that's a big range of people who've been serving God. But the Holy Ghost is the great teacher. 
And if I do it by faith, then he'll divide it severally as he wills, and he'll teach you things. Now, I'll tell you this. You ought to read uh, the Word of God, and you ought to do some daily bread. We're, we're working on it so that you can get it easier. We're going to put it on Facebook. I wasn't going to do it first. I didn't want to do it because I'm not always a big fan of Facebook, but we're going to do it anyway. And, uh, but, but even that, when, when I give you a scripture and you read what I have to say, ask the Holy Ghost to teach you. When you study the Word of God, study it with the Holy Ghost, with the teacher. Amen. Study it, yes, get all the, the natural study tools you can. But the Holy Ghost is one that wrote this. I said the Holy Ghost is the one who wrote this. He, was, he inspired holy men of old. He knows it. He is the teacher. Everybody say the Holy Ghost is my teacher. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. And he'll teach you. And he'll and reveal to you. Then let's keep going. John 16, 13, let's go back to that one. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you, guide you into all truth. Listen, you live in the last days. And in the last days, the Bible says that people with itching ears will draw after themselves teachers. In other words, the people in the body of Christ and the hour that we've come into, people don't want to hear sound doctrine anymore. They want to hear what they want to hear. And so it's the people who are not letting the ministers be the ministers and then by that, not letting the Holy Ghost be the true teacher. Because when the Holy Ghost talks, it's not all butterflies and buttercups. Amen. There's some things to work on. There's some things to change. When you hear the word of God, you don't have to have me up here saying, you need to fix this. and No, just preach the word. But when you're preaching, it's like going to a spiritual chiropractor. He adjusts you. And you want that. I said, you want that. Don't you? You want that. Right? Well, when the spirit of truth, he guides you into all truth. So what is a guide? A tour guide. I use this one. She's not here today. Uh, she's probably home watching. But uh, I remember we went to, I've gone all over the world, and we've gone on different tour guides. One I was in, one in Germany, and everything was in German, and it was just a bus ride. So, but, you know, so I didn't get to learn too much from that one. But one time, we were in Memphis. I don't know why we are in Memphis. You've heard me tell the story. But she's not here, and there's no microphone. She took me to <sighs> Graceland. And that's two hours I'll never get back. And they had this thing you put in your ear and this is the bed and this is the airplane and this is this and this is that. And the tour, and then I think they had people and then you could ask questions and they would tell you things and I didn't care. But that's what a tour guide does. Have you ever been on a tour? It's a live tour, and somebody will raise their hand. And I don't know what you believe about this, but some people say there are no stupid questions. I emphatically say that is not true. There are many stupid questions. And I feel embarrassed for people when they ask stupid questions, but they ask them anyway. And the fun thing is, the tour guide, if they're any good, they know the answer. Even if it's obscure. I'm telling you the time you live in, you need to know the guide. You need to know him. When the spirit of truth has come, he guides you into all truth. 
in the last day, the Bible says that even the very elect will be deceived. I've watched it over the last three years. I've been shocked. I've been wondering what's going on. But it's like the Bible's true or something. We don't want to get there. What's our protection? The Holy Ghost. He's my comforter. He's my counselor. He's my advocate. He's the one who shows me things to come. He brings things back to my remembrance. He's my teacher, and he's going to guide me into all truth. Where is all that done? In you, by the Spirit of God who lives in you, in your spirit. He's so good. He's so good. I tell these, these accounts, but if you, you need to get the word in you. You need to grow up. But even I was a baby in God, didn't know anything. And I tell the account of, um, I went, this woman, uh, I was in her, minister, her service when I came back to the Lord. So I thought she hung the moon. You know, I was like, I wanted to follow her uh, because she just, the power of God was there and it changed my, I got delivered, I got changed, just glorious. And so I remember going back and she was in this meeting and I had to drive two hours to get there. And uh, she was uh, preaching, talking about the Holy Ghost. I didn't know much, but I knew something. I, that you need to renew your mind. You need to get full of the word, but he'll help you if you'll yield. He guides you into all truth. I was sitting there listening to this woman and everybody was yelling amen. But there's something on the inside of me that said, this is not right. I didn't know that much about this something. But I know it's the Holy Ghost and I didn't know. And honestly, she was, uh, this person was preaching and this little church that we were going to was in revival. People were getting filled with the Holy Ghost on the left and the right, almost by accident. It was exploding. And this woman came in with false doctrine. Everybody has a demon. Everybody's got to get delivered. Cough it up, throw it up. Weirdness. And everybody, the, the, the core of the church took it. But the Lord protected me. He told me, that's not right. Stay away from it. I'm so grateful because some of those people never got back on track never got back on track. What is that? You're special? No. I just had this knowing, the teacher, this, the guide into all truth. I'm just so grateful that I was hungry. I want to tell you something I did because I didn't know anything. When I would, um, I lived in Indianapolis and I would work my accounting job and I'd get home at five and I'd cook my dinner real quick and then I'd get my Bible out. And because at that time I didn't really have anyone to teach me, this is what I said. Holy Ghost, let's read together. Teach me. Show me. And he did. And I would read, and I would read it out loud in English, and then I'd pray in other tongues on the inside of me. I, man, I was hungry for God. Oh, if you're not hungry for God, if, it, it, come on, y'all. We all need to be a little more hungry for God. I want to know him even better than I've ever known him. I want to know the Holy Ghost. Uh, the Holy Ghost Church, it's an advertisement right now, but, and that's fine. 
But that's not what this is about. This is about you and I knowing him and letting other people, let's go on this journey together where we really get to know the Holy Ghost, the teacher, the guide, the one who brings things back to our remembrance, our helper, our strengthener, our standby. He's so diverse, he's so wonderful, and he lives in you. And he wants to show you things to come. And he wants to walk with you. And he wants to guide you. Not just through the word of God, but through life using the word of God. He wants to help you make sure you put your foot at the right place at the right time. My wife, Pastor Rhonda, she says it like this sometimes. Some days she'll wake up and she says, Holy Ghost, we're in a minefield. Where should we step next? And you know what? He'll tell us. That's life right now. But you don't have to be afraid. When the Holy Ghost lives in you and you know him, you can get wherever you need to go. Amen?